Welcome back to the Closeted Weeb Anime Podcast, the only anime podcast shilling cryptocurrencies. <laughs> My name is Lee, and I've and got too much money in sushi coin. <laughs> and I'm Bryce, and I've got too much in Ethereum. Um, so this week, we're going to do in honor of March, in honor of March Madness, in honor of my bracket being absolutely crushed and me being in second to last place in my bracket, but that's not important. We're talking about anime today. Um, we included uh, 16 protagonists of shows that Lee and I have both seen, and we're going to grade them based on power, intellect, and likability. But to uh, we're super pumped about that. Uh, Lee chose the 16 characters. Um, I chose the matchups. That was the balance. Um, and we're pumped. It's going to be pretty fun. Um, so for this week in anime, uh, we're going to talk about Black Clover, which I believe only has one episode left, I think. Um, yeah, like one or two. One or two? Okay. Um, and a little bit disappointed. Um, they've added a couple, like, uh, kind of new characters, like, out of nowhere to, I guess, like, kind of fill in the gap. They've definitely made some questionable uh, decisions, contradicting um some information provided in the past we're being very vague because we don't want to obviously spoil like the end of the show yeah the very um, like final two <laughs> very or three final episodes. episodes which would be yeah it would be terrible um but a little disappointing uh, but i will say that if you listen to our episode uh i don't know if you listen to our episode of the black clover my hero academia comparison some of my predictions have come to fruition so i'm pretty excited about that either that's uh means i watch way too much anime or yeah, that's it. I probably just watch way too much anime. Um, what do you think, Lee? <laughs> no, yeah, being being predictable isn't the worst thing a show can be. Uh, but yeah, no, I I was the one. I watched these episodes before you, and I was texting you, being like, "These are good episodes because like the action's great. They're they're coming to an end. They're coming to a point." But I feel like the writer definitely like backed himself into a corner and didn't know how to like, for, at least for one of these new characters, didn't know what to do. And so it's just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to introduce this character that nobody's ever talked about ever. But, you know, we're just going to accept that he's in this universe. <laughs> and then there was another character that was super minor. And I mean, I don't think they're going to have a point by the end of it. But there were some other characters where, again, it's just based on what you've shown us in the past in the canon. The character didn't exist, but now they do. And I don't even think there's a reason for them existing aside from, hey, remember this? So I, I, I always get annoyed by kind of the, the uh, I forget what the term is for it, but uh, just like adding characters for no reason or like writing yourself into a corner. But aside from that, I also want to talk about Hajime no Ippo, which I brought up in the past week or two. Um, I have finished it, uh, at least the first series. There's two subsequent seasons and a movie, which I have not seen yet. But I mean, it's a sports anime. It's not too hard to predict what's going to happen. But I honestly have to say it's one of my, if not my favorite sports anime. I, I would potentially put it um, in my top 10 list, probably in like the 10, 9, or 8 section. Because, I mean, it's not very deep. Wow. I think the weaknesses of the show is that there's no well-developed female characters. But it is a show about boxing. Not that you know female boxing isn't a thing. But at least in this show, it's not a subject that's covered. Um, so like, you know, if, if you're someone who likes to have like, you know, balanced characters and stuff, you're not going to get that. It's just a bunch of like overly macho dudes talking about their love of fighting. But with that being said, I mean, sports anime do stuff really. I mean, it's like, I don't care about boxing at all, but just seeing people pursuing their passions, you know, going against each other, you know, the show does start to get a little bit goofy. The more characters power up, obviously, yeah. but even within the like kind of level of goofy anime tropes, it's still fantastic. I mean, like, it's very formulaic because it's boxing, right? It's like, this time we're going to have four people in the ring. Like, no, they don't do that. It's always <laughs> it's always mano y mano. Uh, but every single, you know, opponent that uh, Makuno Uchi Ippo faces, our main character, uh, is always developed. Um, I mean, maybe there's one or two, like, short episodes where he boxes someone who is not developed at all, which is totally fine because usually they're just to get from point A to point B. But, you know... For an anime that was from like the very late '90s to early 2000s, you kind of expect to have like the the brooding evil character who just like 
only exists because he wants to hurt people. I mean, like there's at least one character who's kind of like that, but they give him enough backstory that like, A, they make it comical and B, it makes sense in the broader story. Um, But most of the people are very well-developed. You know, they have their own individual motivations. You know, you obviously root more for the protagonist, but you can still feel sympathy whenever someone wins or loses. And, you know, that's where the show just absolutely um, knocks it out of the ballpark is you just, you love these characters so much. And I definitely did. Um, I'm taking a break before I watch like the following seasons, just because 76 episodes or 74, I can't remember. There's quite a bit to go through in a short amount of time. But if you are looking for a sports anime, if you agree that the golden era of anime was, you know, 2000s to like 2014, check it out. You will not be disappointed. Uh, It is absolutely fantastic. Um, I think, Bryce, it's on your list, but there are plenty of shows on your list. (laughs) (laughs) It's an ever-growing list. But yeah, no, I I do need to. uh, It is on my, I guess, top five shows that I need to check out aside from like stuff for the pod. (laughs) Um, so on to the, uh, I guess the sweet 16 in honor of the sweet 16 that's happening and starting today. Um, yeah. March madness, (laughs) baby. Woohoo. Loyola Chicago. Um, so our first matchup is, uh, the classic, uh, shonen, the replacement Naruto shows. Uh, we have Deku versus Asta. Um, Lee, do you want to kick us off? Do you want to just do Deku? We talk about Deku first and then go into Asta or how do you want to do this? No, for sure. So obviously, we this will not be the first time we've compared Deku and Asta as you know, we've hearkened back to our uh, My Hero Academia versus Black Clover uh, discussion in the past. Uh, but starting with Deku, um, you know, I think he has an extremely powerful power. I mean, that's kind of the concept of the show is that he inherits uh, basically one of the most over OP powers um, in that universe. But he is limited in how he can use it. Um, and so the show does progress with him yield, you know, wielding it better. Um, so I think from a power standpoint, I mean, he's pretty OP. Um, that's kind of the concept of the show. Um, when it comes to like his intellect, I mean, he's smart enough, you know, he's done some creative things to like work around the fact that like, he doesn't necessarily have the most, I mean, a lot of his stuff is just based on training rather than him just being flat out smart. So I wouldn't say his intellect is particularly high, but um, I do say his likability is extremely high. I just watched the new episode of My Hero Academia this morning. Um, it was very much a wrap up episode, so nothing of any consequence really happened. But I was very happy to see all those characters again. What are your thoughts, Bryce? Um, yeah, in terms of Deku, yeah, I mean, he's definitely... Uh, unbelievably overpowered and his power <laughs> seems to like keep increasing throughout the seasons but yeah there are in, in the initial season there's obviously for sure like limitations like he would like break his finger every time he like makes an attack and things like that um intellect is fine i don't think it's anything like above and beyond another like typical shonen protagonist i think he's just mm-hmm. very overpowered um like ability i think i don't know i think some people like that he's like i guess humble and kind of shy sometimes i find it kind of annoying so i kind of go back and forth on how much i really like him as a character to be honest (laughs) um but i mean i could say at least i don't dislike him and he's like makes sense as like your typical shonen protagonist um what do you think about asta 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 starts off really annoying but very quickly (laughs) very quickly becomes tolerable i i no longer get annoyed by asta aside from the fact that they made him look like a buff dwarf in his most recent (laughs) design Uh, but that's not asta the character's fault that's the animator's fault um with his power i mean obviously there's obvious parallels both characters start off with seemingly no powers and then obviously obtain an extremely strong potentially op power i think asta's power is less op um because it has to do with more how you use it not that the power itself is on its own just incredibly i mean it's it's a mixture of his physical fitness with his ability to nullify magic um on top of obviously the fact that you know there's uh, a secret being inside him in a very naruto-esque way um so i think i think his powers up there i don't know if i would consider his power stronger than Deku's though. I mean, it's hard to tell because it's two different, you know, there's the superpower world and there's the magic world. Yeah. So like, it's hard to compare and I'm not trying to do the whole death battle thing where we start (laughs) counting them. Well, if you count the frames in this scene, you can see that his blasts are hitting at 10,000 meters per second. Yeah. I don't care that much about that. Intellect, none. 
Uh, I think, yeah. you know, neither character is known for being particularly smart, but I think Asta is less smart than Deku just because he's supposed to be kind of like a lovable dummy. Um, and then likability, I don't like him as much as Deku, but I don't dislike him either. So that those are, that sums up my feelings. Bryce? Yeah, um, no, I agree. I mean, I think his likability is more skewed because like the other characters, I think like the other Black Bulls tend to really like him. So like, and he does obviously good things and, and he cares for them. Like, right, he cares much for his teammates, but that's just like every other shonen protagonist. Yeah. Um, they both have like, I guess, ambitious heroic goals. Uh, yeah, in terms of a power matchup, I don't know how that works because obviously Asta can like negate magic and I don't know if like, yeah, if Deku would be in that world would be considered magic. So in a battle, I think it would just depend on whatever, I guess, if Deku's abilities are considered magic or not in like the transition, but I don't know, whatever. Again, we don't care as much about that. Um, in terms of intellect, you're right. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's dumb, um, but he just like, he'll constantly get back up and keep on fighting like the classic shonen protagonist again very much similar mm -hmm. to naruto in terms of like intellect and that way definitely like a similar mold um who do you want uh to pick to move on to the next uh, round to the lead eight obviously it's not like a 1v1 matchup that we're thinking but honestly i think deku should move forward sure. just he's at least a little bit smarter you know more cooperative um so I, I would put him ahead um so that brings us to our next lineup Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan versus uh, Itadori. Is his name Yuji? I can't remember. Yuji, but it, yeah. yeah. Itadori from uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, which just wrapped up, uh, had its la final episode of the season, um, which I was very satisfied with um, on this last episode. So, Bryce, start us off with Aaron. Yeah, so Aaron's interesting. I would say, like, he's definitely, I mean, he is, like, the protagonist of the show, but he's not, like, as clued in on, like, every single scene as you would expect, like, other main shonen protagonists. You don't really mm -hmm. know, like, what's going on inside his head, like, things like that. And, like, even for, like, season two, like, you don't really see him. Like, so <laughs> there's definitely, like, parts of the show where he's not as involved. Um, a lot of the shows Attack on Titan, I don't really, like... I don't find the characters interesting. I mean, we've talked about this before. We find, like, the pacing and, like, the action interesting. So, I mean, for me, like, obviously Aaron's, like, power, I guess, has grown to be pretty impressive throughout the seasons. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if it's that much more impressive than, like, the other Titans we've, like, come across, I would say. Uh, but I think he definitely gets, like, the shonen edge in some of the matchups, I'd say. But whatever. Um, intellect, I don't know. I think he's just like, I think he's pretty airhead. He's just angry. I don't really, I've really seen him do anything like <laughs> yeah. intellectual. Um, and I don't really find him likable. I haven't for like any of the seasons. Um, so I don't know. I'm not as high on him as some others, maybe. Um, again, cause I, I mean, we like the show. I like to show for like the action. So like, mm -hmm. how about you? Yeah, I think uh, it's weird because the power, you know, his skills that he trained up on in like the first season are gone. You know, he's not using the maneuverability of those cool gadgets that the scouts use anymore. Um, you know, obviously he doesn't need it anymore because of uh, his power. I'm trying to be vague since, yeah, you no, know, it's, sure. kind of, it's an old spoiler, but I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't seen it. Intellect, I would say he's average, if maybe a little bit above average, I think, just because there's more of his plotting going on in the current series. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's got some amount of brain. Okay. Um, Likeability. I think we've discussed it before. We don't care for really any of the characters in Attack on Titan. So I can't say that I necessarily even want him to go anywhere on this list. Not that that's the only thing that we care about here. But um, compared to Itadori from Jujutsu Kaisen, I think even though Itadori is in just finished season one and Eren is as powerful as he's probably going to get, I mean, aside from whenever we get another finale and maybe level up, uh, I think Itadori, even within the first season of Jujutsu Kaisen, has already upgraded his power significantly um, with some of the techniques that he's learned uh, in the season. And I think that they would actually be particularly useful against a Titan. Um, you know, <laughs> against those, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I think that that's something to consider. Uh, I don't think Itadori has any notable intellect. If anything, it might be slightly below average i think he's one of those characters who where it's like his heart is more his instinct too his instinct and his heart is more important than like his ability to think through plans and cognitive things like that so i don't think he's as smart as aaron maybe but i don't think it matters nearly as much and i think we've talked about it before we find him extremely likable um without any i mean aside from the fact that he's a bit of a mary sue power wise you know he's just instantly good at everything that still barely annoys me at all and it doesn't annoy me in his character in any sense so how do you how do you feel about him 
in terms of likability, I think he's like could be very high in the list that we've like have. So I think that sets him like leaps and bounds um, ahead of like Aaron, for instance. Yeah, I mean, into like yeah, it's just natural like fighting instinct. I would say more than anything, because um, in terms of like right is like reflexes abilities. That's what we've seen in, like most of the fights. Um, yeah, in terms of his power, I mean, yeah, definitely like the most recent upgrades we've seen too. I think would be go very hand in hand against like a uh, titan but he's just i don't know he's definitely a character that makes the show like more enjoyable he increases the likability factor where like i wouldn't say aaron's like ability as a character has really made the show more likable i don't know so i think for me i think itadori is definitely like the winner of this easy matchup. yeah easy. i know <laughs> same page great so that's done um all right the third matchup we have gone from uh hunter hunter and uh Simone. Hunter X Hunter. I just want to trigger all the fans out there. <laughs> and <laughs> you gotta uh, that X. <laughs> and uh Simone from uh Grand Lagon. Um Lee, you wanna start us with Gone? You've actually seen the show more recently than me. Yeah, uh, I like I said, we both stopped at the same point, the uh Chimera Ant arc. Um so if he gets even more powerful after that, we are unawares. But um he's he's strong, but he's not really super he doesn't really have any sort of super human I mean you the world is so cartoony that like his strength doesn't seem overly like superhuman um even though he is clearly strong um i don't think his power is that high up especially compared to some of the previous pair matchups we saw uh intellect i mean he's a child uh, i don't think he's particularly <laughs> smart at all i mean like obviously he has some level of problem solving skills but not nothing particularly relevant like ability like i said he's a child like you like him in the same way you like your like i mean maybe you like but like your five-year-old's cousin or something you know um so he's likable but more in a very childish way um how how do you feel about gone yeah i think he is crafty with his powers and his abilities i think it was the again i've seen the show a long time ago but the that basically like their like tournament arc where the where they're climbing up the tower where he has mm-hmm. to like uh battles like Hisoka and like that those matchups like I think he does find very creative ways to use his powers and that I think bodes well for his intellect. I think I'll give him like he's very smart for like a child. Like that's why I guess he's like a, a prodigy or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um very like ability. Yeah, for sure. He's a child. Um it's like it's, it feels like a kid's show a lot of the time when you're watching it. Um I think the cousin example is like super fair. And yeah, uh he doesn't have any I guess super, especially some of the characters we come across, like in Hunter Hunter, even like he does. It definitely his power isn't like awe inspiring to me, based on like characters you meet in the Phantom Troop or the Chimera Antark. Um, so it's always interesting to like watch him use his abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, then in terms of our matchup with uh, Simone, um, I think hmm, I always loved. Uh, uh, was it Kag- Kagi Kagaya? Not Kagaya. The oh my god, why am I blanking his name? The character. Oh, uh, how am I, uh, oh wow, this is so bad. And this we saw, is embarrassing. We've 10, forgotten, but uh, oh god, Simone and uh, Kaz- Ka- not Kazuma, Simone it's and okay. we'll get to it, but whatever. I always loved like his essentially like his not his biological brother, but like his brother way more as a character than Simone. And I always thought Simone was like a worse version of him. So like, I've never been really like a huge fan of Simone. Obviously he grows. Kamina. Like, Kamina, thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, obviously he grows significantly in like the second arc. And he's, but he literally just feels like a poor man's Kamina and still like to me. Um, but it's nice to see his development from like a child to like more of like an adult. But I also feel like that's just kind of natural. And when, if you're going through all these course experiences that he has to go through in Grand Lagan, you better hope he grows up. Um, but obviously because we get to see him go from like a child to an adult, I think that gives him, it does give him kind of like an unfair advantage, I guess, versus Gon, who I'm just perceived as like a child, <laughs> like a little kid's just 12 year old kid versus 30 <laughs> year old man who's leading his country. Yeah. It's, it's an unfair advantage. Um, but I'm more Simone in this matchup. Uh, what do you think about Simone? And I guess the matchup overall, I think I like Simone more than you. I mean, like Kamina is great. Um, we're not going to spoil why he's great, but it, it kind of ties back into the issues I have with My Hero Academia and Black Clover when you have these, you know, iconic um, characters within a coming of age story. Uh, I like Simone a bit more than you do. I think his power, I mean, I don't separate his power from the robot suit that he 
you know, powers up. So I'm not saying like Gone versus Simone in a punching match. I'm literally saying <laughs> Gone versus a giant mecha. So like we've said, it's kind of not a fair matchup uh, since you know which way we're leaning. Um, Simone was never the most likable, but I actually didn't mind the second half of the show as much as I think a lot of people did. Um, and again, seeing that kind of like coming of age story uh always appealed to me so i think we've already said it we're giving this match up to simone uh it's a 30 year old man in a giant magical <laughs> robot suit just absolutely obliterating a overly strong 12 year old child with a fishing rod <laughs> with a fishing rod <laughs> in space we're, He's dr- we're, <laughs> we're bad people um, so the next matchup we have is um edward um, Elric, I think was his last name from FMA yeah. Brotherhood, um, versus uh, Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Um, another unfair matchup. <laughs> another very unfair in terms of like a physical battle. Very unfair matchup. Um, Lee, you want to get us started on Spike? I mean, you love Cowboy Bebop, so okay, yeah, I'll start on Spike. So Spike is a normal human being. Um, I mean, he has a little bit of, I think, robotics in him at some level but nothing that actually like gives him superpowers he is quite literally just a super cool adult man with a gun um he he has no (laughs) i mean you could feasibly be as strong as spike spiegel um if you you know were fit and good with a gun i guess so he he has no power uh (laughs) intellect wise um i don't think he's like smart in any sort of like and we have some characters coming up later in this list he's not smart in like a you know, plotting out and scheming sort of way. Um, But again, he has no real superpower. So he's at least smart in the sense of, you know, he knows how to get in and out of situations. I think how you described Gon was great. He's crafty. Um, And then likability. I think he might be one of the most likable characters on this list just because of how cool he is. Um, Yeah, he's really cool. (laughs) And I mean, like the entire show is built around trying to make him seem as cool as possible. So, you know, it's very intentional. But um, I don't know if coolness gets you anywhere in a in a bracket like this so um i know you haven't finished the show but you've at least seen i've seen enough to have an opinion for sure yeah um yeah no spike is like one of the coolest protagonists um for sure and every like these one-off adventures they have in the episodes is literally built around like all right how can he be as crafty as possible and like get out and survive like this situation um so he's definitely one of the most like likable protagonists and he's one of the like example protagonists when people think about like anime and why they like enjoy it because you just get to watch like an unbelievable protagonist you wish you could be you like kind of want to relate to um so that makes a ton of sense in terms of likability so i was texting lee about um this like bracket and i was like why is like spike on this because i thought it was like a tournament arc like a physical fight and i was like he just has a gun he's gonna die i was like this is a terrible decision i was like why on earth is he on here um but then we uh, he lee elaborate on the uh, categories and qualifications, um, which helped, which helped, um, <laughs> not a whole lot, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so his matchup is, uh, Edward Elric, uh, from Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, I find Edward like to be a pretty likable protagonist. Um, I don't think, I'm trying to think if there's anything I really like dislike about him. Obviously he makes like, I don't know, he gets like kind of pissed off, but they make the short joke a lot and he gets like pissed off mildly about it. And that's like a trope that kind of gets done over and over again. But that's like me being like really nitpicky. I yeah. think in terms of his intellect, it's like super high. And like the strategies he comes up with are like, I think is super interesting as a character and watching him grow throughout the show, I think is fantastic. Um, obviously his power well, I, yeah, I'll say it try to say, keep without like getting into spoiler mode, but like, well, it's alchemy. <laughs> it's alchemy. Yeah. But like, yeah, but I guess the way, the way I was gonna say the way is like power develops throughout the show, especially like in the mm-hmm. end, like obviously he's extremely powerful and would like obliterate spike in any way, the guy with the gun, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what if he shoots really cool? <laughs> what if he smokes a cigarette while doing it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, I think my only issue with Edward is that We've talked about it before. I have difficulty remembering Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood sometimes. So he's just not as uh, iconic or rememberable of a character as Spike is. But I mean, he actually has basically magical powers and he's also <laughs> smart on top of it. So there is no contest. You know, it's it's basically one of those man with a giant robot suit versus a 12 year old, except in this case, it's a 30 year old with a gun um but yeah that one was an easy one so moving on to the next lineup we had to include characters that 
well, we don't we don't both hate these characters, but we both hate at least one of them, and I hate both of them. Uh, so we've got um, we've got Subaru Mitsubishi Honda San um, from uh, Re Zero out of ten, and then we've got Shinji Ikari from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, so basically, two crybabies um, who basically don't really get any better throughout the series that they're in. So starting off with Subaru. Subaru does have a power. He says Sham Wow, and then he he squirts out ink like an octopus. Uh, he's not particularly smart. Um, you know, at some level, he does come up with plans. However, he can't he can't do it more than once. It seems like he he actually becomes stupider as the show progresses. So I'm not willing to claim that he has any level of intellect above a 17 year old Japanese kid. Um, and they're pretty smart, so I'll give them that. Uh, and then, I, you know, Bryce will disagree with me, but I think he's one of the least likable characters on this list. Unfortunately, he is paired up against probably the only person on this list I dislike more than him. Um, so he might, he, who knows, he might still make it through. Um, what are what are your thoughts on uh, Subaru? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not as negative as you, and we, we've gone into this battle before, so I'm not going to go <laughs> on, like, a tangent about it, but... <laughs> I, I find Subaru more likable. Um, I love the show overall. It was obviously number one on my list. Um, I think Shinji's the most like deplorable character in like anime. So I that's why I mainly chose this matchup because I just wanted to see you go to town. Um, so we don't need to go into it. But <laughs> well, I, Bryce I like- was trying. Bryce was trying to get rid of uh, Subaru. He was like, "I'll just put Ash Ketchum in there." Like I'm like, dude, if you take Subaru out of this list, I will go out just of my angry. way. I will go out of my way to trash him. So. Um, so yeah, I don't really have much else to say on Subaru. We've talked about ReZero a bunch. Um, in terms of Shinji, I, I think he's like the least likable character in anime. I've, we said before, I think we think Neon Genesis Evangelion is pretty overrated. Overrated. Um, but he's literally like, I think he's like the definition of like a crybaby who doesn't grow or improve as a character. Incredibly mopey. Like, I don't know why all these people like him. He hasn't done anything to justify that. Um, Unlike Subaru, who has accomplished a lot in many feats and is a great character in an amazing tracksuit who continues to improve. And so is in I the center Subaru. of a harem of women who <laughs> like him for no good reason. Uh, at least Shinji doesn't have a harem of women who actually like him. He has a harem of women, but they don't like him. Um, so it's at least more realistic. That being said, power-wise as well, Shinji has a giant, it's not even a mecha, it's like, I don't even know how you would describe it, um, but he does have a giant thing. So he actually does have powers aside from, you know, inking. You could claim <laughs> Subaru's power to like regenerate and come back. It could afford him here, but I'm not sure how. Finish applicable. season two. Okay. Okay. Well then, since you have finished season two, I'm going to let you do the picky on this one. Uh, Shinji doesn't have any special intellect. Like I said, he's basically just the intellect of a teenage Japanese boy, which isn't bad, but you know, they're probably same intellect wise. So Bryce, I'm going to let you do the tiebreaker on this. I don't really care who it gets to. Cause I hate both of them. They'll, they'll only last one round. So it's fine, but I'll pick Subaru. <laughs> I love ReZero. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So our next matchup should be pretty good one. Um, so we have light from death note and Lelouch from Kogios. Um, Lee, who do you want to do first? Uh, yeah, let's talk about light first. Um, so light is a certified, you know, teenage genius. So he is also a teenage Japanese boy, but he is an incredibly intelligent teenage Japanese boy, um, in a very convoluted way. He comes up with all of these incredible plans and ways to deceive people. I mean, that's the entire, uh, you know, the essence of death note is just lights intellect as well as his rivals intellect. Um, so intellect wise, Potentially one of the highest on this list, aside from, you know, who he's going up against. Um, and his power is, again, you know, he has to jump through certain hoops, but he can kill anybody whose name he writes down in the list. But he has to figure out what their name is. Um, so, you know, there's some difficulty there. There's some limitations, but it is a pretty OP power. And then as much as he is a anti-hero, I do find him extremely likable. Um, nonetheless, you know, if he wasn't, I wouldn't enjoy watching the show and I think it's okay to like anti-heroes. So I I would, I would rank him pretty high there. What are your thoughts on him, Bryce? Oh, I think he's one of the best protagonists and obviously Death Note is a show that got both of us into anime. Um, his intellect is for sure super high and I think it is in a way comparable to Lelouch. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Um, his likability, yeah, but his likability factor. I mean, it, you're, he is like the character. He's the reason you watch the show and you follow it because you want to see what decision he makes next and what he's going to do and his relationship with like L and the other rivals he goes up against. Um, so for sure, I think like that likability is like very high scale. Um, in terms of his power, I think him and Lelouch are super comparable, right? I mean, obviously, mm. like can just like write down character's name. Lelouch, he can literally just like look command at a person you. and make a command yeah so it's it's kind of like it would be a really exciting battle to see these two face off because like would light be able to find zero's real identity would Lelouch be able to look find who light is and look him in the eye and plan like 50 steps ahead it would be a fantastic i think spit-off series in the, but it'd be, i guarantee you we are not the first ones to uh i guarantee you there's probably a video on youtube of someone doing a matchup between the two but uh, probably. i think but I do think they are like very reasonably matched up both in intellect and powers, because although they both have very OP powers, it can be difficult to utilize them. Yeah, and no, I completely agree. Um, you want to talk about Lelouch? Yeah, so I think Lelouch has an incredible power. He has Gios. Um, this isn't a spoiler. He can basically control people's minds, tell them what to do. There are a few limitations here and there, like he needs to make eye contact with them. Um, but he is similarly in you know intelligent i could not come down to a you know pick who is smarter between the two of them and uh he is also extremely likable um the one other thing i would mention though is in his world is although he has a really op power it's also a world full of mechs you know so people don't fight war just with guns people fight wars with giant robots now um and he's not necessarily you know he has a robot but he's never someone who's actually physically fighting so i would not claim that his um mecca gives him any real advantage um against light since they do have such a uh, asymmetrical quote-unquote fighting style um so honestly this one's pretty tough i i think that light would have an easier time of figuring out who lelouch uh is who zero is than lelouch would have being able to locate light and look him in the eyes so I, I lean towards light. What do you feel? That's funny. Um, so I actually um, lean more <laughs> towards Lelouch, but like for like a different reason, right? I guess I wasn't thinking more of like in the fighting sense. Okay. I was thinking like, I, I thought in the fighting sense, I thought they were pretty comparable. In the intellect mm-hmm. sense, I thought they were, again, pretty close to identical. Um, my likability factor, my difference was the second half of uh, Death Note. I like light less and maybe that's a factor of like the opponent he faces mm-hmm. um but like lelouch i felt even though maybe some of the side characters in cody s got worse he became more enjoyable and then mm-hmm. obviously get more appealed into like the ending of the show so maybe i'm biased because of the way the show ended but i was leaning more towards mm-hmm. lelouch but we can so, do light well i guess the question is do we want to do the tiebreaker because i i think that's the struggle we have is they are so similar is do we want to do the tiebreaker based on likability because on that rationale i 100 percent agree with you but i also think that the fact that light like Lelouch at the end of the day is actually kind of a good person and is limited by morality, whereas light basically goes full evil. And I think because of the fact that light goes full evil, he would be more likely to be able to pull something that Lelouch couldn't because Lelouch has some level of morals on killing people. Um, So that's why I lean towards light, but I guess it just comes down to let's do light. Don't want to me. Done. <laughs> don't want to drag it on too, too <laughs> yeah, long. That's fine. Um, so our next matchup is the uh, same creator made both of these shows, uh, One Punch Man and Mob Psycho. So we have Saitama, who's unbelievably Who is One Punch Man himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mob from Mob Psycho. Um, Lee, do you want to do uh, Saitama first? Yeah, okay. So Saitama fundamentally i think has the highest power level of anybody on this list he is the strongest person it is the entire concept of the show um we will introduce some other op characters after this we're nearing the end of the first round but fundamentally mano y mano he he beats anybody intellect wise average i mean i don't think he's dumb um you know he he plays a little bit you know airheaded at times but again when you're that strong it almost does not matter how intellectually savvy you are and then likability uh i always find him comical i think you know part of the biggest complaints about season two was there wasn't enough saitama so i i love saitama i think he's fun but i don't think he's um necessarily as likable as a more developed character who he's going against how do you feel about saitama 
Yeah, I mean, he's unbelievably overpowered. That's like the problem with the show. Like they couldn't figure out how to make it thoroughly entertaining because every one of his matches ended in one punch. Um, but yeah, his his comedy routine, like I think that's what's attracted people who don't necessarily watch anime is the comedic aspects of the show, which brought mm-hmm. in a bunch of new fans. So I think that definitely the likability factor has to be like, yeah, maybe not as much depth, but that has to be really appreciated. Um, intellect, I don't think he's really anything special even his like routine and how he became like unstoppable is pretty bland and normally everything like that's part of his ability is being kind of like this bland guy kind of being oblivious so i don't think his intellect is high um so i guess those are my opinions there um what do you think about mob for the categories mob um similarly overpowered um but obviously can't compare to saitama in power i mean it is physical power versus psychic power um intellect I think he's at least a little bit smarter than Saitama, but not by much. I mean, he's similarly kind of airheaded and goofy. It is the same creator. He very much has a type of character he likes to make. So I think that intellect-wise, they are comparable. Um, but I think at the end of the day, Mob is way more developed. And the fact that he isn't so overpowered that it's the entire joke of the show. Um, you know, he grows more as a character. And so I definitely like Mob a lot more. Um likability he might be one of the similarly most likable characters on this list um i know you love mob as well you've been a huge Mm. fan of that show um what are your thoughts yeah i mean the difference between simply put one punch man and mob psycho is that mob can be in like every scene you can actually have him like grow as a character like you can make it work like unlike one punch man where you're focusing on all these other characters to get the show going i would be curious though in a fight in the sense that obviously like uh saitama if he touches mob would like kill him like punches yeah. him but i wonder if like <laughs> mob could he just, like, not touch, touch him. him yeah that yeah. was kind of like so i actually find that to be like a very maybe it's more of an interesting match matchup than meets the eye um but yeah intellect they're super comparable uh like ability yeah i don't think it's even close i think mob is still like the way he grows throughout like both the seasons and like the characters mm-hmm. grow around him like there's actually justifiable reasons why the other characters like him which is like different than a lot of these like protagonists we've mentioned so far and i think that gives him separating power as we go through these rankings i agree i think mob moves forward i mean i get it saitama is quite literally god but that that is not the <laughs> mob only kind is too. yeah mob is as well um when he loses it when he reaches 100 um but again that's you know if we were trying to do that sort of list you know this next lineup would absolutely make it to the end so the next two that we're comparing um on the subject of overpowered protagonist we've got goku from dragon ball dragon ball z dragon ball gt whatever dragon ball super um (laughs) and naruto from the self-titled show naruto and naruto shippuden um so bryce start us off with goku or naruto uh i guess we can do goku um goku's power is ridiculous he's the only character that i think could have a real fight with superman who i think is the most overpowered character in general um so power level i mean goku is like unbelievable intellect he doesn't have any that's like his thing he's pretty much an airhead and that's (laughs) making him like enjoyable um and he's like the perfect example of where the airheads of the shonen world started so the intellect is probably the bottom of this list i might even put him at um in terms That's of like <laughs> in terms of likability uh sure i guess he's like really likable i mean because i guess you're supposed to like that he's like an airhead and because the other people around him like that he's an airhead and that he's gonna like fight and defend the world for them um but i think definitely like i don't know i think if, if dragon ball z was like started like in a later era i don't think I, i'm going on a tangent but i don't think it would be as popular as it was i don't think he would be as popular as it was um but no. i think there's a huge nostalgic factor to that and naruto Maybe could be bait to that too as well. But um, I think he's likable, but I think he's likable because you're kind of forced to like him, right? It's like, are you going to like him or are you going to like Vegeta? Like, And you're like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to start leaning more towards Goku. And then he continues to save the day. So you're kind of feel justified to hopefully like him more. And it's not like you'll like Bulma. It's not like you're like a huge fan of Chi-Chi or you're a huge fan of Gohan because he like, I don't know, he doesn't really have a personality. None of the a lot of the characters really do. So like the fact that Goku has at least a thing, which is being an airhead, makes him likable. Thank you for listening to my TED talk. What do you think? <laughs> no, completely fair. <laughs> um, you've already covered it. Power, no intellect. Um, I would actually say he's a little bit less likable than that, because again, it's you know, you if you compare him to everybody else in Dragon Ball Z, yeah, he's really likable. But that's because every bad guy is just like 
I'm going to destroy the world. Like, you know, no one's, no one's developed. I mean, I get it. Vegeta goes from being a bad guy to a good guy, but like, that's a pretty low bar to set for character development, especially when you compare it to all these other protagonists that we've brought up so far. Um, so likability is medium. I don't think it's aged particularly well. I actually try to avoid watching Dragon Ball Z because it, it kind of ruins my childhood endearment of it at some level. Um, to me. Yeah. So I, I just don't touch it. Um, Naruto, on the other hand, similarly overpowered. Um, I, I don't think either of us have really watched Boruto very much. So I'm not going to talk about Naruto in Boruto. Um, but power wise, you know, he's basically super Saiyan God of his ninja world intellect average, if not a little bit dumb. Um, mm. You know, he pulls off some smart, he's crafty you know his intellect is in the use of his power but not in any sort of actual like cognitive ability sense and then likability i still think naruto is an extremely likable character even if you look past the whole believe it uh, you know uh line repetition um so i know you've got some strong feelings on naruto we've done an entire special on it um but let me know your thoughts i, I want the ted talk on naruto now <laughs> um i don't have as long of a one again because we've done a podcast on this but yeah. um i will say naruto is more likable because he goes from a character with like actual struggles and things he has to overcome and you watch him really grow and develop throughout the show obviously way too much filler but like you have the comparison in dragon ball z which is the ultimate filler because you'll have one literally single fight scene like uh where like there's one character like moving ever so slightly like the fight against frieza i think is like what 30 something episodes where there's barely like (laughs) any actual like fists moving or any sort of action like which is unbelievable like talk about slow moving wow um and I struggled with that when I was trying to rewatch that. It was like, wow, okay, now I understand why I didn't binge the show and I was able to watch it uh, on a more of a, a weekly or like a daily one episode a day basis. But yeah, Naruto grows the character. Um, there's reasons to like him and sacrifices he makes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's Naruto for me. It's got to be Naruto. In the yeah. same way we didn't pick <laughs> Saitama, we're not going to pick Goku. Yeah. Um, All right. So now we've moved on to the Elite Eight. So our first matchup is uh, Deku versus Itadori. Uh, what do you think? What, we just do both characters, just compare yeah, them. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just cut it out. We don't got to re- recover the same ground. Um, sure. I think that, you know, we're still really early in the show on Jujutsu Kaisen, um, but it's very clear that Itadori is going to um, become even more powerful as the show progresses. I mean, he has quite literally a... a full-on like demon or curse or whatever inside of him deku's also growing a lot stronger but his power it's so hard to tell honestly this one's kind of a toss-up on likability i kind of lean to itadori but i don't care about itadori as much because he hasn't gone through as much as deku has um whereas i feel like deku has handled a lot more but he is still kind of one-dimensional i'm honestly going to defer this one to you because i cannot make a good oh. choice on this <laughs> no i was hoping you would make a decision um but <laughs> no that's fine um yeah power level i don't think we can compare the two i don't think it's fair because there's too much of the show left for mm-hmm. Jujutsu kaisen and there's still honestly a lot left for my hero academia so it's kind of it's a toss-up there um in terms of intellect they're identical i don't think there really is that much of like a clear difference um in terms of likability, I find Itadori to be a more likable protagonist. I find him more enjoyable to be around. He makes the show more enjoyable. Um, we obviously weren't like a huge fan of the side characters for a part of the show, and then eventually they kind of grew, yeah, they on, grew us on us more. They grew on us more, but like he's the one I think who like along with uh, um, Megumi. Yeah, Megumi. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, he like grows a little bit on you, but like I still think Itadori is the one who kind of carries the show while in my hero academia i think like the classmates carry the show um Mm -hmm. and i think people are even a bigger fan of like all might maybe they may even be of deku um so for those reasons the fact that i think each story is like more likable more likable more bigger factor in people liking the show i would put him over deku i agree man i think that's a great pick all right Uh, next one Next one, uh, Simone from Gurren Lagan versus Edward from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, we already talked. We don't really think Simone is per- super duper intelligent. Like he's not dumb, but he's not smart. Whereas Edward very much displays both, you know, cognitive ability, studying, as well as you know, tactical use of his powers. Um, you know, Simone has more of a. The more I scream, the stronger my giant robo drill becomes. Um, whereas. <laughs> 
Edward also gets quite overpowered at the end. Um, but I think Edward kind of falls more into the trope of like, you are really invested in his journey. Um, whereas with Simone, I don't know how much you are. So I don't know about you, Bryce, but I definitely lead lean towards Edward on this one. I'm way more into Edward's journey and him as a character. Um, I knew you and I would think, be. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what makes Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood a classic is following the brother's journey. So, like, I think that's what makes it one of, like, the all-time classics. Um, I think it's, like, a, a no-brainer pick. He's crafty. He's smart. He's enjoyable. Like, at the end of the day, he's a kid who's, like, learned how to use alchemy and, like, is so crafty and smart about using it that he makes him so re- relatable versus a kid in a giant robot with a giant drill who can yell, which I connect to less. Not that that should be the defining <laughs> factor, but like in this kind but of matchup, we it get is. to we get to pick. <laughs> yeah, um, next matchup matchup is going to be a no brainer. Um, Subaru versus Light. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Light's <laughs> the winner. It's okay. We yeah, we, we don't have to. We, we, we don't, don't have to go into it. It was more like on. the Shinji Subarus for fun. Um, in terms of oh, the next matchup. Okay, this is a good one. Um, Mob Naruto. Lee, what do you think? Ooh, this one's tough. I think. What really sells us apart is that as much as Naruto has grown over time, I don't think that he's a relatable human. Like if you were to transplant Mob into the real world, I would want to hang out with him. If you were to transplant Naruto in the real world, I would find him quite annoying. Both of them are overpowered. Um, One of the shows is at least kind of ended. Uh, Mob is still ongoing. Um, but I, I know you've already written it down and I think we're in agreement. I definitely lean towards Mob. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, Mob's development as a character is, is I think, greater than Naruto's and significantly less episodes. So I'm oh, definitely yeah. applying to the show bases on that for this. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's it's a no-brainer. In terms of power, I, I don't know who would win in a fight. That's actually kind of interesting. Who do, who do you think would win in a fight? I'm just curious. I mean, kind of Naruto. Like, Naruto? Okay. I, I think so. Because again, he has, he has ranged, he has you know teleportation, he has all of these other things in his arsenal. Whereas Mob is extremely powerful, but it's more just like a giant burst of energy of psychic and energy and anger <laughs> rather than like specific types of attacks and things. So when I think about you watching me zero, I think of you like going to like a hundred and like, just <laughs> becoming like mom, I just like envision you. And then just, you send me like paragraphs of text. So I just wanted to like point out that. Um, <laughs> All right. The final four. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, Itadori from Jutsu Kaisen and edward elric from full metal alchemist Ooh, this is another tough one because again we're getting in one we're working we haven't read the manga so we're working in absence of the knowledge of yeah. how itadori becomes in the future i still have some issues with him where he is a little bit too much of a mary sue he's too immediately good at things edward like trained he developed he had a great inter like immediate motivation i mean like itadori you know, had a family member pass and then, you know, I want to protect people and like that sort of thing, which I think will, you know, develop even further as the show progresses. But Edward, you know, like the entire backstory of why they are in the situation they are is way more developed. His motivations are much more sympathetic. His moral code is similarly developed. Um, He trains for his power. He's grown a lot. Uh, I lean towards Edward on this, but it's also I'm biased because one is a finished product and the other is not um how do you feel on it it's a tough one it's an unfair matchup yeah i mean we we have the backstory for edward each story doesn't seem to have like as exciting of a backstory i'm not sure there will be to be honest it doesn't seem like that. oh really you think that the shonen protagonist with dead parents isn't gonna have more backstory well i'm saying no i'm not saying that i don't think it'll be an interesting backstory (laughs) oh okay yeah yeah that's (laughs) fair yeah i don't think it'll be like anything (laughs) unique or like different versus like edward Elric, which is like pretty powerful in terms like the whole motivation of the journey is like was to like bring their mother know back to life to like fix his brother like there's just more like meaning behind it um i think mm-hmm. edward elric i don't think it's even like close, close. he's just such a, like that's what that's what draws the show it's it's too tough to compete against um so our next matchup is from the final four is light versus mob what do you think so you you already touched on it a bit where you start getting into the area of um likability and whatnot i mean <laughs> Look, obviously, if you compare their powers, it's easier to find out a high school student's name and write their name in a book and kill them. So, like, power-wise, sure, yes, Light might be able to kill Mob, um, but we actually like Mob. Mob actually develops. I mean, Light really, you know, he becomes smarter as he becomes challenged, but as a human being, he does not develop at all. Um, so, as a shonen protagonist, I mean, Bryce and I, we 
obviously love our mob psycho 100 so i've 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 definitely got to lean towards mob pretty heavily i, I we're kind of getting in some unfair picks here but once you've gotten later into the stages yeah for sure mm-hmm. and yeah i don't know how much light really changes i guess he gets like more evil and like even less crafty <laughs> i would say is like how he yeah. develops like which is leads to the end of the show but uh so yeah i think it's mob i don't think it's close um so then we get to we do get to though an interesting final matchup between mm-hmm. uh, Edward Elric and Mob. Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, so Edward Elric, obviously the draw of the show. We've said this before. It comes from him. Um, the he kind of gains the respect of the characters as he's going through the show, which is like a similar thing to Mob. Um, so likability factor. I think both of them are pretty identically comparable in that they've kind of earned their respect throughout the show. Um, Edward, I guess, grows from like not initially having these like unbelievable powers versus like Mob having them from the start, but then growing as a person. And I don't know if you want to factor in the growth of the powers and the growth of the person, which is what Edward has, while Mob is more is more the growth of the person and the characters around him. But that's also kind mm-hmm. of the basis of the show. In terms of powers, I, th- I think Mob would win pretty handily. Um, maybe. Um, Intellect, Edward wins by a landslide. I don't think it's even close. So mm-hmm. now we're getting tough in terms of comparisons. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. What do you What do you think? I need more. I need more so, insight. <laughs> so I know up till this point we've talked a lot. Like we, the ones we wrote down was like you know power, intellect, and likability. Uh, but one one subject that keeps popping up, even though we didn't necessarily designate it as a topic, was development. And I mean, I just care so much more about mob. Than I do about Edward, and again, this kind of touches less on who they are as a character and more on their shows, respectively. That, like I've said, I struggle to remember. You know, I I forgot about the short jokes in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood until you just mentioned it, <laughs> right? You know, there's all of these things about FMAB that it is a great show and it is a masterpiece, but for some reason it just doesn't stay in my brain. Whereas, like Mob, I just even if I don't necessarily keep the plot in my brain, I just cannot separate my strong feelings towards it so i've got to lean towards mob i think mob is our golden child um and i am not unhappy with him leading and winning our uh, march madness bracket yeah uh mob's the winner completely agree Subaru won the losers bracket so i'm pretty happy you know he came like an honorable <laughs> second place you know pretty satisfied the losers with that. Bra- oh there's a losers bracket <laughs> <laughs> um no i think it's the right pick um I'm, I'm super happy with that i think it ended out pretty well um really i hope mob gets a season three do we know if mob's getting a season three is that being confirmed uh, i do, do not know? know off the top of my head that's a great question it better i hope we need so. to look into that um but so that's our bracket um for march madness protagonist that's who we think is number one mob you can disagree agree email us let us know you can find us you can email us at closetweebap at gmail.com and you can uh find us on twitter at weeb underscore podcast thanks for tuning in and uh we'll see you next time see ya